0: Hey, welcome back, everybody! It's Food News and Choose Radio, sponsored by our friends at Sullivan University. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy, Sylvia, Sil- Sil- hey, and Norma. How you doing, dear? Speaking of uh, Sullivan, we're going to have the uh, folks from Sullivan, Marika, on in the second half of the show to she, talk about their the new bomb. baking program.
1: Yeah, she's so great. Hey, I want y'all to know that my kids left for north for uh, <laughs> north the North Country, Duluth, Minnesota. Now my dog can get back to eating real dog food instead of pizza. Chocolate chips. I'll bet he's real happy about that. Legs. That's I mean, all he's been eating. I mean, you know, Good for so, him. Yeah,
0: he's, he's living he's the, the life we heaven. all want to live. You
2: he's know, that's heaven. probably the ol- only aspect of dog life I probably wouldn't like is the fact that I'd have to, have eat, to eat the same thing stone. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else about the life sounds fantastic. But, Sleeping. You know, but,
1: you know, he seems to know when the pizza box arrives. Yeah. And there's one piece left. And he swoops by the coffee table and... He's in the Good bedroom and have it absolutely yeah, you're not by getting the that time. back, yeah. And, uh, and the Frosted Flakes, too. I mean, they always leave Frosted Flakes. <laughs> and I look over, and there he is up on his paws. That's right? an odd diet
0: for a dog. I know. <coughs> well, Very odd He'll diet.
1: get back to boring food now. But <laughs> anyway. Hey, in honor of what they're going to talk about, Sullivan, mm-hmm. which is our great Sullivan presence in Lexington, the American version of the Great British Bake Off is coming and gonna start being i would have so thought, where
0: are they doing
2: this like a, a tv catch, show here yeah
1: yeah it's a tv show and they had prue and paul i don't watch it i don't know if any of y'all watch I british do. baking bake off
2: so i've done uh, a few episodes my daughter enjoys it uh, i thought it was People a love for it. for uh, the type of show it is which guys i'm a little biased i stopped enjoying a lot of those cooking shows when they got into well, battle competition, you know. <laughs> Do you want to hear stuff. Uh,
1: okay, Prue and Paul, here's what yeah. they said. Guess what they said was the biggest difference between the cuz they're doing they're hosting the mm-hmm. American version too. What the biggest difference was between the British and the American version? Think of what Americans are like and what other people in other parts I
0: of I would world say are. the Americans are probably way more competitive and yeah, over the top. Aggressive. Yeah, aggressive, yeah. And
1: they sabotage each other.
0: I don't know why we make food aggressive. Like it started off with, you know, all the food battles and they were kind of fun and good hearted. Then they just got like every other reality TV show where it just became like, it's aggressive. It's, it's food. It's art. You're asking people to make art basically under duress. And that didn't seem like it would lead to
2: really good stuff. It doesn't. And you see it over and over again and the, and it also excludes people because somebody loses and that's not what food is about. Right. Right. um You know, but maybe I think Sylvia, you touched on something there, you know, it, it does kind of show me that it's probably cultural that the way we kind of mm-hmm. pit people up in food competitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if if it's not such a competition in the U.S., I have faith that you know maybe there's a good way to have some of those shows out there that are friendly well, yeah. and productive.
1: They, they said it in the British, British show. Have either of you watched it very much? Because just a few episodes. They said that um, that they but actually help each other.
2: Yeah, it was positive.
1: And you know, and the and the interesting other thing, the interesting thing is. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they give you a list of ingredients.
2: Well, that's one thing that I thought was really cool about it was there was a workable recipe. And, you know, some of the stuff that these bakers were producing were top-notch. Like, I I, want—their version looks better than mine. I'd like to have that. And they, you know—
1: But I wonder how—because they said what they leave out is anything that has to do with how much time you spend or how you— bring it together i guess what ingredient goes first or something yeah. said brownies come out in america not quite as good as the ones in britain
2: do you know oh, what the on. difference i we bet you know. their chocolate is better i bet Might you they have be the better chocolate.
1: chocolate um the other thing is the use of sweet corn
2: in the recipes. oh in in like in in the in u.s america, yeah, yeah. And i guess so just corn in general over here is probably not very very popular right
0: i would imagine that in general I, i've heard this from people who from from Mainly people from France, but I imagine
2: I've heard our desserts are way sweeter than, yeah. oh, than that was
1: the other
0: thing Europeans yeah.
1: like much sweeter,
2: yeah, so I mean and and i'm I'm all for American decadent over the top desserts. I love that you know all the sugar and stuff like that, but I also appreciate a lighter one. What makes the British ones better? the brownies is anybody? I can no, know they
1: didn't really explain that because they had an argument between the two of them on whether that was true or not, but mm-hmm. what do you but, think it is? <sighs> Um, better chocolate. I like that idea.
2: You know, that's a that's a good one. I wasn't going to say, like, better ingredients overall, but I, I typically think that, you know, in baking in general, one, one thing that's important to do is keep everything at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that's more common when you start baking in Europe. A lot of people keep butter at room temperature on the counter and eggs as well. Oh. They're not as... Mm-hmm. Because you not, don't
1: have to refrigerate them, no, right? No, uh-uh,
2: no. Um, so maybe that's one thing, maybe the quality of the chocolate. I'm, I'm stumped on that one. I right? was going to ask you, be
1: what, like, I noticed my granddaughter was making cookies the other night, and yeah, she yeah. melted this, like, huge thing of butter to yes. pour it in. Is it better to use, what's the science behind that? What's the science behind making, like, crispy cookies and chewy cookies?
2: Uh, okay, so if you, if you want a crispy cookie, my best advice is to use white sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want a chewier cookie, you're gonna want to use brown sugar. If you want an even chewier cookie, then melt the butter and use brown sugar. Uh-huh. Um, and then you could do the same thing with a chewy white cookie. But sugar um, takes on moisture; like it really s- it sucks it up, right? So brown, okay. like Making sugar in general, uh, is pretty plain. But like brown sugar has molasses added to it, and that's extra uh, m- moisture, and that's gonna make it more chewy and more caramelly. So that's kind of how I do the level of chewiness and crispiness on on cookies Mm -hmm. um you know chilling the dough does take into effect too and we talked about this Mm. one i think before but the chewy and crispy that's kind of how i i I do it is as the types of sugar and melting the because there's basically three types of cookies you got a chewy a crispy and a cake cookie the more of a cake like
1: cake is like more like a brownie almost yeah
2: does anyone like cake like The cake kind of cookies? I think they're out of style right now. Okay. Um, I've never been a big fan. You know, the cake ones are out of style, but more it's either chewy or kind of crumb, chocolate chunk, you know, crumble kind of of
0: cookie. Yeah. I feel like you want, there's a perfect balance. Also, I think part of the problem for, for baking at home is you take the cookies out when they look done. Mm-hmm. And by the time they look done, they're overcooked.
2: Yeah, that's true. So
0: you really. And brownies oh, yeah, that's are true, very similar. They kind of simmer. Yeah. You know, brownies are real the, similar. Like you. I, I don't know about you guys, but I pull my brownies and when, when they cook like. almost gooey. Yeah, when they're like three quarters cooked and I let them coax the rest of the way. Right. Because right. right. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to roll. Because otherwise you get a real dry brownie. And I.
2: Are the other. This is a stupid so, question, but. Oh, go ahead. You know, what I'm doing, if I want that cakey cookie, another. Because I'm uh, sometimes I'm going for that. Mm-hmm. I'll, one thing that helps out with that is adding one egg at a time. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's just kind of... Oh. That, that's something people don't talk about in baking very much. And you want to thoroughly beat it in before the next one's added. It allows the cream sugar mixture to to retain the trapped air. Okay. That's the point, is to oh. retain the trapped air. By, and and that allows it to kind of cake like leaven. Okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah
0: it does. Yeah. Are the we were talking about I keep going back to the why British brownies are better. <clears throat> Is there a difference in the ovens there? There might be. I was just wondering cuz I, I feel I feel like everyone I know who's European when they come to America they're like your ovens are so big.
1: Cuz our small intimate ovens. Yeah. yeah, things
0: are everything seems to like things are smaller mm-hmm. over there. They're more personal size you know you don't have as big a kitchen you don't have as big a backyard you don't have so i think appliances are would be the same thing yeah
2: there may be something to that you know a a smaller oven is probably going to have better temperature control Mm. overall and and less hot and cold spots and that really matters on baking just the overall you know Mm. I want to say the thickness of the oven walls, how it retains heat, how much metal is in there, really, you uh, know, all of that really, matters. All that matters. So but you much. know,
1: it sounds like to me, or it seems like to me, that baking takes patience. Oh man, I have none. Yeah. So I want them out right. You know, I'm, I'm tired of making them out in the middle of the batch. Yep. And it, it that's part of the science of it is kind of the timing. And they talked about that on this American baking show Mm -hmm. uh, how important it is to know the timing.
2: Yes, the timing is everything. I mean, because it's really time and temperature you're (coughs) dealing with uh, when you're dealing with yeast in general and and all this stuff. But I think that's what a lot of culinarians can't handle about baking and pastry is the patience behind it because yeah. we're used to being able to whip something together and this has steps and procedures right. that you just have to follow and it just takes time and the biggest mistake you make when you're baking is
0: being in a hurry and open that oven door sure. look oh, in the oven open keep the door. Looking, keep yeah looking. keep looking so one thing that i would encourage everyone to do if you're if you enjoy cooking at home is at some point go get a cheap oven thermometer and temp your oven and see if four hundred not be what right see totally if four hundred degrees on your oven is actually four hundred degrees because I can really tell you not. mine is about a fifty degree difference mine's
1: and I, a fast oven I don't
0: yeah know and I I know my oven and I know where the hot spot but I can tell you that it, I, I can get up to a fifty degree difference on, on my mm-hmm. oven from what it says on the thing on the little thermometer so yeah and that's just the way and every oven's going to be different so i would do that and just see if your oven's accurate to the temperature you
1: know back to our guest that's coming um you know the baking of bread you know and that's in a they're starting a new baking program uh a baker's program and they're going to it's like a 12-month certificate program yeah yeah and we'll hear more about that but you know i know that like DV8 has a baking college so to speak where Mm -hmm. they teach people who are in recovery Mm -hmm. from addiction, teach them bread, because you can find a career. It's a career path. You can actually learn how, because apparently a lot of chefs don't bake their own bread, don't really want to, because it takes up like oven space and all of that stuff. That's
2: it. It takes up time. It takes up space that you don't have. A lot
1: of people are doing it
2: well, so. And they're doing it well. So, I mean, I think it's a great skill to learn. I, I would hire a baker in a heartbeat. It's a highly sought after position okay. it's 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 not the easiest life in sometimes because of the hours. That's but right. But if you love it, I mean some people love getting up and being done with work by 8 a.m.
1: or working by themselves overnight with by by guests over gas from overnight. bluegrass yeah. baking, yeah. yeah.
2: And then they they do amazing things, yeah. But Deviate's a great program and they have great bread. I've actually watched some of the some of those guys, over there rolling stuff out, and they're doing it right.
1: It's well, and, and they're trying to find a career path, and I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool in selling their bread to other people. But we are coming uh, A Derby would be today. Yes. Saturday. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was another old tradition is Merrick Inn is open again. Oh, cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's, uh, you know, I got the uh, chef there from. I
1: thought you started yeah, out.
2: Yeah, I started out when I came back to town. I uh, got to work at Merrick Inn and then Murray's, but I love Merrick. It's like it's like my first home in Lexington. I love everybody there. And I know the the Murray family has sold over the past year or so, and now it's been renovated with the new. What's the the group again? Uh, they have R- our first watch and.
1: Oh, yeah. I know who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but uh, I hear they're doing a great job with it, you know, and the legacy <laughs> legacy remains, uh, and the food's just as good.
1: Yeah. So, chef. Yes. Tell us some things about Derby. What's a recipe that people at home can engage in? And then I want to hear all about mint juleps.
2: Well, hold on. You got to do that. that's yeah. tradition, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's start with mint juleps. Guys. Okay. So, um, do you guys have any secrets for mint juleps? Because I think you know it's it's so powdered here, sugar and bourbon. So here's my yeah. recipe.
0: I'll give you the perfect recipe. Okay. You take the uh, you take the bourbon. You pour it in a cup with ice. You throw the mint and sugar in the garbage. You, what and you, and <laughs> oh you drink, you're you so drink. funny
1: See, I knew this bernie
0: would love this. this direction yeah. because, then you just yeah. drink the bourbon without the i think that's bourbon. what i would do yeah
2: no i mean i'm at the point with you sylvia i, I mean i drink maybe one mint julep a year right and that's that's on yeah. kentucky derby but i mean i think that the, the the biggest secret i know guys is to really just invest your time in the syrup the rest is you know Pick your bourbon. And by, I mean, invest in the syrup Is in just use good ingredients, good yeah. quality vanilla Madagascar and in, in, in there, you know, like a Demerara sugar, and then a little bit of fresh mint. That's do
0: do you think people, okay, th- this is what I, this is my only opinion on, min, in, on mint juleps. If they were really good, you wouldn't drink them one day a yeah, year. Yeah, one day a year. If they were really good, you'd go to a bar on a Saturday night, and, and you'd I see people I want a mint julep, with, yeah. mint julep. You don't see that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's a drink. People drink because they feel like they should. Well,
1: and there's a couple of food items that I put in that category. Okay,
2: like
0: what?
1: Ben- Benedictine. What is that stuff? Oh, that green stuff? Yeah. You
2: love yeah. that, don't you? No. I thought I lied be- all these years. All these years? You don't even like <laughs> cucumber spread? No. Oh,
0: Again, spread. if it were really I, good. I lied. I lied you, on that television you'd show. You'd eat it in July. You wouldn't <laughs> just eat it one day a year.
2: <laughs> no, I, I like
0: benedictine I mean. a lot but i <laughs> are there are there foods you think we all kind of just pretend to like like roasted turkey it's fine no no i'm a i'm in on you turkey it. yeah it's it's fine but you know i only eat it on thanksgiving it's yeah. one of those it's one of those situational foods situational yeah that's <laughs> right <mint julep> and, <laughs> like a mint julep yeah it's a you know it's a it's a a, a, a it's good for a situate a time in a in a place <laughs> and then the rest of the year really don't think about it that much
2: You know, I mean, other than it being spring in Kentucky and and really hopping into a farmer's market, I kind of treat Derby with the—there's a few items that I have, pimento cheese, Mm -hmm. hot browns, beef tenderloin on yeast rolls with Henry Bain sauce, kind of a classic sort of thing, right? Country ham biscuits. Beyond that, I think it's fair game. It's Super Bowl food. I agree. I mean, really— It's party food. There's a a few staples, and the rest is whatever you want to bring to tailgate with and have some fun because, I mean— it's a big day of events for two minutes of racing, right? So you got to so gotta gotta fill, right? gotta gotta fill, fill it in. You got to fill it in.
1: Right. So, so Twitch what's your derby? We're a, so
0: we're going to a derby party this year at friend's house and it's kind of like you described. It. It's more like a Super Bowl party. Everyone yeah. it's, it's a Super Bowl party where people dress fancier sure and you hats know, yeah you wear hats you dress up and there's a little bit more going yeah, classy
1: on classy kind of thing yeah Welcome but in general do you have that benedictine stuff
0: i don't I don't, <laughs> I don't mess with it no it's green i don't like the color no, no it's, i know and like there are a lot of i, I don't know i'm using air quotes salads that are made of whipped cream and mayonnaise. Yes, and yes. I just, Those are popular. That stuff bothers. That, that's I, weird to I me. Agree, I and agree. And I know people love it, but anytime there's... This is there's, true
2: confessions. Yeah. <laughs> in the South, we call that salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anytime, there's a, anytime it has mayonnaise and jello in it, I there's want something nothing wrong. to do with there it. There is right. something wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong <laughs> with that.
2: Yeah, no, I remember when I um, went to... Uh, my my in-laws house for the first time you know they live in Maysville and it's traditional southern spread but they have this one thing it's a strawberry pretzel salad Yes. And I always thought it was funny because they pass that around and it's dessert, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's strawberry yeah. jello and yeah, pretzels yeah, yeah, and yeah, cream yeah, cheese yeah. or whatever. And I yeah. just thought it was funny that this is, this is I can get down on this kind of salad. That's true.
1: I'd forgotten about those salads.
0: There yeah. was one, um, what's it called? It's called, have you guys had Watergate salad? Yeah. What's that? So Watergate salad is, I go to my in laws, same, same thing for the first time. And it's like, oh, there's going to be salad before the meal. Okay, salad. And what comes out is this bowl of green fluff. So Watergate salad is Cool Whip. Pistachio pudding and a can of crushed pineapple. Okay, how is that yeah. not dessert? That's dessert. That is dessert. It's not. It's an appetizer. Actually,
1: that sounds pretty good.
0: <laughs> and it's pretty good. It is. It is actually pretty good. But it's but it's like an appetizer. But you mix
1: mayo in there and it's not. i
0: not. It's delicious. It's delicious for the, now. It'd be great in a pie shell. Put that in a pie shell. I'm all in.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah right. That's right.
0: <laughs> we got about uh, a minute left, and in a minute, we're going to talk to our uh, our friends Marika from uh, from Sullivan University about their new baking program. But anything going on at Azure You want to tell people about before we got to take a quick break?
2: Uh well, guys, I really want to talk about brunch, especially because you know the patio is open for the season now. Uh, spring brunch is is kind of upon us i just mm-hmm. want you guys to kind of imagine taking the family out after church or gathering your friends and coming out and having brunch on the patio like bourbon fried chicken french toast mm-hmm. crab cakes can't Benedict, wait mother's day Yeah, little country ham benedicts with hollandaise sauce and poached eggs mm-hmm. and guys you know we've got the brunch kind of classics but you know along with the new lunch menu we have every day at or we've added some of that stuff too so if you got some kids that want a cheeseburger we got a killer cheeseburger it is good you know something for everybody just a nice kind of sunday lunch and come join join because we're kind of getting that going that's the best thing about brunch is i could be eating a cheeseburger and my kid could be eating waffles yeah, i
1: know yeah love i
2: it. love that and you get a love little it. bit of both you know because well, they don't finish it right exactly i don't even
1: order decide. a lot of times yeah. just the leftovers Yes, yeah. you
0: know the best part about being a parent is like i know about a third of my kid's meal i'm going to get to eat yep so mm-hmm. it helps me and out. I like. I like. <laughs> that's and, dangerous you know, for your the weight joy gain. And love of children. There's also
2: one more thing too that I <laughs> like that Rose is doing at at is Where it, uh, No, twenty bucks right now. You get a bottle of champagne. Oh. And then three juices for a mimosa flight on Sunday. So oh, that's, that's kind true. of a fun patio brunch for the ladies. Come on out and try the rose. That
1: rose is back. I love rose.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll come back in a second. Our friends from Sullivan University back in moments. This is Food News and Shoes Radio. Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes, sponsored by our friends at Sullivan University. On Sullivan. Speaking edu. of, and speaking <laughs> of Sullivan University, uh, Marika, I'm always going to try Weselowski. Wesala- uh, let
1: me practice that. Weselaski. Weselowski. Weselowski. Okay, because she's going to be but, on with me, and I'll be alone tomorrow. Said. I'm Jack Patty. <laughs> or Oloski. Adams
3: is always on there, too. So Marika Adams-Weselowski. It's a whole hot mess of... And
1: Bible you just content. say Smith, if nothing else works. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you are at Sullivan University.
3: She is and like a you superstar. There.
0: Yeah, you have oh. a very big title at Sullivan University. And I don't want to get it wrong. So what is yeah, it? Yeah,
3: you tell us. I am the Senior Associate Director of Admissions, so a lot of all incoming new people and plus all the fun stuff like this with you guys hanging and out high schools, and getting, and in. oh yes, stuff. high schools, adult, you name it. That is my you area are of opportunity. And so if you
0: are going to Sullivan or you want to, you'd probably bump into you Absolutely. as part of the process.
3: Absolutely. And we are a small university still here in Lexington, so I actually do try and meet every single student. Uh, just as a way to always provide them a contact. They've got a personal admissions advisor, which is awesome, that walks every student through their process. But from kind of the learning, is mm-hmm. this the right fit for me, um, getting in school, but uh, I kind of still like to be how, that helicopter how, how mom. How long
1: has, has <laughs> Sullivan been here in Lexington? It's been We've a, been
3: in Lexington since 1985. Because you started uh, in Louisville,
1: and that's the, uh, a great big L- campus mm-hmm, in
3: 1962 Louisville. in Louisville, but Lexington, we've been here since 1985, and we actually have been at the property on Harrodsburg, down the road from jeremy's group since 2000 was that first
2: was that when they built the culinary program was that building
3: actually we built uh culinary came to lexington in 2005 oh 2005 was our first class
2: i can't picture where the campus was before that building we
3: were on regency road okay um, back up behind um
2: now i remember
3: car
1: dealership yeah yeah Yeah. oh uh don jacobs no yes yeah, Don yep. Jacobs. Don okay.
3: Jacobs. That yeah, that right. escaped me for a second uh-huh. there. Yeah. So this
2: process, you know, I went through it twenty—I don't want to say it—twenty-three years. Old six, guy. No You're an old it's guy. guy. I've been there longer. <laughs> and, you know, and it was so exciting to me to visit a culinary school and meet the version of of Marika that I had in culinary school, would kind of walk me through sure. how have how have the questions of students really changed? I mean, when I was going into culinary school in 1998, 99. The world was booming with culinary scene in sure. terms of the food network was hot. There was a mm-hmm. renaissance of independent restaurants. Um, you know, now we've been through some 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 times, and there's this new renaissance of restaurants. I was wondering what these quest- what questions these kids are asking, because I want to know as an employer what mm-hmm. they're looking for when they get out. Sure,
3: they, they're looking for a lot of creativity. You do so- see some things different because I think they have access to more. Um, It may even be the Internet, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, different styles of restaurants, smaller places, different uh, fusion, different things that didn't really exist probably when you were going to school as much. Sure. Or maybe on the level that you can see it. They were maybe there, but they were maybe a little more hidden unknowns. Um so I think a lot of people they just they have access to so much. Think of all the gluten-free and all yeah. those different yeah. like bakeries yeah. and things like that that have come out that never existed when you were going to school and the diversity and, mm-hmm. and how much that really has changed even in their teaching mm-hmm. of what they do. Allergies have become, you know, huge. Oh, so sure. it's learning that. But at the same point you have to realize Sylvia, we still as instructors and culinary instructors, we still have to teach all those things, even sometimes around some of those allergies, because you don't know what you don't know. you're going to end up, what well, avenue you're going to work, and you still they, may need to work. They in say it's
1: impossible to have know. a dinner party now without, you know, 10 different tastes oh, sure. and all that. Oh, that's of, true. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your history in culinary? Are you a culinary person, or are you more of a admissions Guide like people food? through stuff. <laughs>
3: um, I, I don't have any culinary background. Okay. Um, We're all foodies. Yeah. You know, I grew up in an unusual home, In the fact my mom uh, came from Greece. So we always ate very unusual foods at our house. Uh, have I think to we talked talk about, this about that
2: sometime. Yeah,
3: because nobody came to dinner at my house. We didn't yeah, eat mashed potatoes. We didn't eat octopus. Like, Oh, we ate everything. Yeah, lamb. Yeah. 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 Oh, lots, of, lots and lots oh, and lots and lots and lots of know, lamb. That's, that's, yeah, what, that's sure. what,
0: you know. they say Al- youth alcohol, is wasted, on the, youth, and, youth mm, is wasted yeah. on the young because all that food tastes ama- is amazing now. But when yeah. you're a kid, you can't get a kid to eat, oh, try this octopus. It's delicious. No kid wants um, to eat that. But it's but, so good and you finally but, appreciate it when you're an adult. Yeah, but maybe we, when you grew up with that.
1: it. Yeah, when you grew up with it, that's all you knew.
0: True.
3: Yeah,
1: that's all you knew. Because
3: that's all my mom knew. Yeah sure and my dad ate anything so so what all are
1: you doing now tell us about all the pieces and parts because I know you're you're promoting a new baking program we want to hear about that but we also want to hear about your high school work and the chef shadow all of those things that you're doing that people don't know about well I think Norma got to kind of see a little bit of
3: our high school group and you guys talked about that maybe on the last show we had a great program five senses of Sullivan and I really hats off to Chef Foster
1: oh he's wonderful he's our
3: program chair and he really kind of directed and coordinated that because we had over 120 high school students high school. Okay. from as far as Campbell County, Garrett County, all over the state, come in and really explore all the senses you can think of. So that's I, great she probably idea. Shared, you know, yeah. pasta dough, sausage, cookies. I heard you all played the yeah pepper band potato game yeah
2: so that's always fun
3: and i was the
1: only uh, one that asked what band was so, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't
2: get to play the pepper you band potato, pepper game. potato? Oh. you Wait, did no you yeah, i did. was the one that that's didn't right. play that's right that was that was a good they game. were pretty yeah. good
3: they were pretty good um, so we're still really active. We're still at uh, Chef Shadows are geared toward high school, so the, probably we won't uh, see that pop up probably till July and next fall.
1: Now you got a great but, guy who goes down the road for you.
3: Oh, yeah, Chef Derek Carty. He's, mm-hmm. he's great. So he's visiting a lot of the high schools, um, creating that connection to students. Mm-hmm. Uh, We hear that a lot. Uh, In fact, the students loved it when they came in, and and he was in there, too. They're wonderful. I've
1: interviewed them from time to time. They are.
3: And the students are very interested. In fact, to tell you a little bit different, I'll brag on um, Sonia Curran. She is with Great Crossing High School. She brought a group yesterday to campus. And we actually did a product ID, and these kids knew Lotus Root. (gasps) they knew uh, which was really strange so, to me uh, that somebody got that right <laughs>
2: uh, uh, that's that's what i back to our conversation earlier about what kids are expecting. that's one thing i've noticed there is huge acceleration in worldly ingredients yep they just common knowledge me, of things yeah. and i think that's really you nailed it marika back when i was going to school i bought a cookbook and digested it in two days but now you can flip you through internet. and see shows. pictures of composed dishes and recipes. And I think just the, the hyper, uh, just hyperactivity of learning food, it, it just makes it so approachable well, from all cuisines and all types. TV,
0: you know, Top Chef
2: and the I Food know. Network. My,
0: sure. my eight-year-old asked me for Red Snapper when, when I was a kid. I was asking for
2: fish sticks. Right. I mean, <laughs> this we is d- a <laughs> world. D- chicken fingers, but yeah. my kid wants Korean barbecue. barbecue <laughs> right, instead of... Instead of, you they're know, so honey exposed.
1: Oh, right. They're, Which they're makes it challenging for your professors to keep up and ahead and, and Somewhat, learn from. <laughs> uh,
3: but you have to remember, and I'm sure Jeremy will attest, you still have to know those basics because a yes. lot of it is still – the basics, And that's where sometimes it's a little hard to rein in some of that younger interest mm-hmm. because they're so yeah, far. That's and true. they're like, oh, I want to make blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's great. But you still need to know how to properly prepare, say, a duck breast.
2: That's right. Or how it all and goes together. You have to together. make it to where you mm-hmm. want to eat it.
1: How it all exactly. comes
3: together. Exactly. Because it's not necessarily the same. Yeah, I remember
1: I mean, the um, uh, mulligan. It was there, Milligan, the uh, oh Milligan syrup from the
3: syrup from up and in Ohio. I was for so sure. fascinated
1: because they made me a judge, and I'm like, I am not a good judge, so uh. I took pictures instead. But they talked about food and arrangement on the table mm-hmm. and how that make, makes a difference. Plating, or sauce on or sauce on the side. I had no idea that it was that complicated. That just happened today. We we're
3: doing uh, was when I went into the uh, baking lab today, and they're doing plated desserts. And so it's really how do you make that plate appealing?
1: Yeah, the picture perfect yeah. dessert that makes it appealing. Exactly. And there's also another plate.
0: aspect that we didn't have when we were younger is you know plating. And now yeah. kids, plating is, like kids, uh-huh. but people expect their food to look as good as it tastes. That's yeah. just a we just expect better than them. we did 20, yeah. 10, 15 years ago.
2: I agree with that. I think that the standards in bar at restaurants has climbed higher because the stuff that I was cooking 20 years ago in restaurants, people are making at home in their kitchens. That's right. There's knowledge, there's technique, there's access to the ingredients. So, yeah, I mean, the bar's been set. You've got to kind of do something you're not going to be able to whip up in your kitchen in a half hour at home. Plated in a way with sauces yeah. you just don't have. to. well,
3: look at the different vessels that people use yeah. for plating. Right. Just even think about that. It's not just you know it used to be just a big white plate. That doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember we were in uh, California at a restaurant, and they had beautiful plates. They had a potter down the street that made all of their plates uh-huh. for that, uh, which restaurant made it really special. The Wheel. And it's yeah, made it, it really was special. Different.
2: And that's important. You know, when you get into the Michelin star ratings yep. Yep. and two and three star, all components like that matter. Mm-hmm. I remember cooking at a national level once and being judged on, you know, plating vessel, you know, not just the dish and how perfectly it was cooked, but how the plate matched the feel of the mm-hmm. spoon and how it scraped the side. Yep. Just the whole textile so dexterity so of it was part it. of the dish.
0: Is that So I know with alcohol, with drinks, certain drinks go better in certain glasses. You know, there's a sure. the reason yeah. why a champagne yeah. glass is shaped like that. Or a small re- Coke is better yeah, than th- a big Coke. And there, there's a reason why the vessels are shaped like that to really enhance the experience. Mm. Is it like that with plates? Is does the, the does the vessel, the plate, mm. the platter really does it does it like
2: help <laughs> you enjoy the dish better? In my opinion, not beyond no. what you already know between a bowl and a cup and a plate or whatever. Mm. But there are really cool patterns out there with grooves and columns and mounds. That you can do with plates that can kind of hide sauces and separate things that can really make a difference in how something tastes but overall i don't think there's like a a Uh, new overall design behind a plate well bowls
3: i think it's like like marketing though you have to think about it and that's part of the program Mm -hmm. students learn they learn the overall so yes you're in the kitchen yes you're learning all of that that you need to as far as um, technique, but they also learn restaurant management skills. They learn all yes. the rest of that because yeah. yeah. you have to think about that's part of the business aspect, and that's what makes Sullivan is u- unique. Yes, you know a lot of restaurants can be successful if they have wonderful chefs, but they also need smart chefs that know think business, about, know yeah. how to be smart with funding and and uh, and their uh, waste and products, menu, and also all the rest of that, choices. or how to sell it better. Yeah. And that's kind of where some of that is, and that's what I think makes. Everything that we do, from whether it's the certificate, diploma, associate, bachelors—you know, however far you want to go—gives that person that ability to grow continually. And we call it call it a life career, not just a job. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me be sure we get to the baking oh, program. Yeah, the launching of a new program. Baking and, diploma. Uh, we need to talk about that, and then we also need to just touch on Derby. Yeah. Uh, so Sullivan the science. Has, yeah.
3: A lot of people, I think. And I think Southsider recently did uh, one of theirs on baking, and it really shows that that is still a true um, area Mm -hmm. of opportunity and career field. But people need to understand not everybody can bake.
1: It's science, isn't it? Yeah,
3: It's very science-oriented. Not very many people are very good at it. We see students go through. They need to learn it, and it's great. Not everybody can be great at it, but there are people that do very well, and it can really make a huge difference, I think, in an organization. Now it's bread and and cakes and everything. It's a lot of artisan breads. Um, It really just kind of kicks that particular area up. It's super short. It's 12 months. Um, to finish and, that program, actually you get, nine months, to and finish you get that a program. certificate. It's a diploma. Mm-hmm. A diploma,
1: and yep. you can use it to go into the business, or you can use actually, it. Yeah, just and a lot of people
3: may use it as an accent. If you're already maybe a certified chef, perhaps that baking mm-hmm. diploma would just give you that extra added right. if you want to, um, especially for those younger people that maybe are transient. They're working here, but maybe they want to move. I cr- granted, we don't want everyone to stay in Kentucky, but. Maybe they need to go out, they can work five or six years, maybe down in a a, a larger market and come back, and that would be able to just like that. And probably the
1: principles of baking, is this true, Chef, that the principles of baking probably transfer to other things, not just sweets, right? I think of sweets or breads.
2: Oh, definitely so. I mean, there's so... There, I think it's a, there's a mental process of organization and yeah. measuring. So, I mean, you're, there's mm-hmm. a very specific skill set that's applicable to a lot of industries, but a lot of different types of businesses within our industry. That's right. And it doesn't oh, always have to be a full-scale bakery or right. or right. a restaurant. Right. Right. So there's, you know, if you want to go, uh, there's a huge bakery in Versailles, a commercial. And, y- you know, right. you, you could do that and partner with a food science degree and develop large-scale right. commercial Bake goods on a national chain or you could open a little bake shop, you know. Mm-hmm. And
0: as a chef, you know, we talk I would about, like to go to
2: that program. <laughs> and we always talk about how, as a chef, when you own a restaurant,
0: you, if the toilet breaks, you got to know how to fix it. If this breaks, you got to know how yep. to fix it. You're... You, the buck stops with you. If the baker doesn't show up, <laughs> You got to know how to bake, right? <laughs>
2: exactly. You do. I mean at some point in time the reason you go and you get a certificate like this is so at one point in time you break away and you're alone you've got to have all the answers you got to know how to produce, right? And this exactly. is what does that. Exactly. I like to do this quite frankly because since I've did baking and pastry the things like you know, gluten-free flours oh, and oat yeah. flours, and just the yeah. science behind it has completely exactly. revolutionized. Oh, I has. know nothing. I, I could benefit from. And, it. and you miss,
3: do need to. I mean, especially with uh, all the different types of flours, our almond rice, everything it, that's out there. And you, you have you a gluten. Need to. You have a
1: gluten-free expert on your staff too, Missy. Mm-hmm, Missy Armstrong. Mm-hmm, she. Uh, yep. Oh, because uh, I'm try to go gluten-free. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but but she makes it good you know and teaches you how to use it because it is incorpor- different mm-hmm.
3: it's incorporated in really all of their teaching opportunities too so
1: yeah so and what about derby so kids have been really the
3: kids students have been really busy they with are. with <laughs> derby um a little bit of everything we had a huge program the university sponsored actually with the courier journal uh, a week ago i think it was in the 20s 23rd 24th of april uh, Courier-Journal had a big layout of all their menu. They have a menu collection as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and recipe that collection. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so there was a huge dinner, and so a lot of our students got to go up and prepare for that. Then, of course, it's Taste of Derby going on this week. Right. Uh, we have a number of students that are working on that with the chefs in Louisville doing that. So actually ours in Lexington, they still take part in that. And then, of course, uh, we have a number of students that are doing various things because Lexington is still mm-hmm. active for Derby. So it's, it's a very busy time for students. And students. you're You involved. can be as busy as you want to be. But it's uh, so cool the, that's that they're the involved thing. in yes. Derby, which is... And it's great, because it's, it's not any different than, like, Taste of... Mm-hmm. Um, which is coming up uh, in the May, Taste yeah. of the Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these kids... This I keep saying kids. These students are learning... You. You're preparing, what, about a thousand pieces of however many product, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I've done, I've been a lead chef at Taste of Derby twice, and that doesn't go on without Sullivan students, period, end of story. You have chefs from all over the nation. From all different tracks, we you know nobody know the facility or anything going on. Those the students come and make it's, it happen. And, they and really, really
3: do, and it, it's a great experience. Sure and know. those students are up well. there all week. They've been there since last I want to say like Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So those students have been up there all week, and uh, they'll How they'll fun. stay there through
1: tomorrow. Well, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, Sullivan is a culinary epicenter in this region
0: and we We, need to know that we only got about a minute left so marika tell people if they want if they're interested in in how to get a hold of sullivan they want to go they want maybe the baking course like you said and you know you don't have to i would imagine that this is not just for people who want to be in the industry if you're retired and you just want to learn how to bake really well yeah (laughs) it seems like a thing i would like to do anyway how uh how can people get a hold of you guys what do they do who do they see Well, you can
3: always go to our website, sullivan.edu. You can call us directly. I always encourage that. This is a hands-on program. So I I feel like students, if they're interested in culinary, need to be kind of visually Mm -hmm. seeing that. Uh, Campus number is 859-276-4357. That's one of the Really, the best ways you can always schedule a tour through our website on Sullivan. edu, but call us four three five seven and we'll let students come in. Like if Sylvia was interested, oh honey, we'd put an apron on. There'd and be, a the <laughs> there and be a challenge. There would be a
1: challenge. And he would Absolutely. probably be nice and put up with me, but I would be yeah. hard to put up. But you're thinking about doing oh, an baking? open house, yeah? So
3: we're looking for break bread with Sullivan. Yeah, uh, looking uh, mid July. So check that out. Check out our social we'll media on Facebook, we'll and the yeah. date will be on there. Uh, limited seating, so make sure if that's something you want to introduce. Yeah, in July would be great.
0: All right, Marika, thank you so much for being Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. Thank Back you. Back in a moment. It's Food News and Shoes Radio.